All right, hello everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Garage Podcast, the most inclusive and accessible nerd culture audio program on the interwebs. I'm your host, David, and with me as always is my wonderful wife, Lindsay. Hello, Lindsay. Hello. How are you doing? Pretty good. Good? Yep. Are you as fucking tired as I am? Yep. <laughs> uh, most likely for vastly different reasons. Uh, maybe not vastly. It's it's like a Venn diagram. Yes. Like my unshared side is that I went out to a show last night and then there was a thunderstorm last night. Yes. That woke like everyone in the family up at like what, two in the morning, something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. So that's probably our shared part of the Venn diagram. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, I don't know, the, with the weather changing and the time change, it's... No yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, so we are <laughs> trying our best to be, you know, full of pep for this episode. Uh, and we I are- think some downcast, uh, monotone. Like NPR style? Might be appropriate for this episode, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good point. Yeah, um, yeah wh- what are we here to talk about today? Uh, the new show Wednesday on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it premiered on a Wednesday. Isn't it that did. fun? Yeah. And apparently the uh, the announcement uh, way back when for Jenna Ortega, uh, her casting for Wednesday was announced on a Wednesday. And just a uh, one bit of fun trivia that I, I kind of garnered for this episode. When I say garnered, I mean like I got on IMDb and tapped the trivia portion. <laughs> So, but it, it is some pretty good trivia, actually. I like uh, the little factoids. It's pretty interesting. So, but yeah, um, we are here to talk about the show. Uh, it just premiered as of this recording. Um, it's uh, what, like a week, a week ago today that it premiered. So, uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and uh, I think overall we both, you know, uh, enjoyed it for the most part. Overall, um, yeah. Um... Yes, I enjoyed it. I don't like that they leave some things hanging. I'm assuming because there's going to be future seasons. Mm-hmm. We, but, uh, yeah, so uh, just a, a heads up, we will be going into spoiler territory. So um, if you haven't watched it yet, it's it's actually a pretty easy watch. It's eight episodes. They're about, I, I think, like 45 to 50 minutes long per episode. So, you know, it's, you know, your, your average almost hour-long episode but they're an easy watch and it's fun so yeah just a heads up if you don't want any of it spoiled for you because you haven't seen it yet uh definitely go watch it first before listening to this dynamite episode yes yeah dynamite um so um Lindsay, what were your uh, your overall thoughts and feelings i know you just said that um, you felt like it left some things hanging. Uh, I did read that the uh, the the writers uh, and uh, Tim Burton uh, they uh, all said that they kind of went into this with like multiple seasons in mind. Yeah, um, I liked it. Some of the casting choices I thought were kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Like who in particular? Like Gomez, I guess. And um, would you have picked someone different? I don't know, someone more pale, 
in I guess more like traditionally handsome like I wouldn't say he's like tall dark and handsome but he's like you know I don't know I always got the feeling that they were like vampires mm. yeah so. I don't I don't know if that's the case yeah um but uh yeah I kind of get what you're saying I I do know that they were going for more the the traditional look that was created by uh what's his name charles adams i guess from uh the the 19 well i think the first uh comic publication was published in it was like the the early 1900s i want to say maybe the 20s or 30s it it was pretty early i have no idea um it's it's actually in the trivia somewhere uh so we'll we'll get to that eventually um but yeah, I can I can kind of understand what what you mean, uh, especially kind of coming off of the Adams family and Adams family values. Like we yeah. got uh, Raul Julia, who's you know a handsome devil. Uh, I don't know how you felt about him, but I thought he's pretty handsome. And uh, of course, the untouchable Angelica Houston um, as Morticia. So you know, yeah, they were a pretty sexy power undead couple. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, another thing I have is like, I thought the whole point of like the Adams family was that, yeah, they are really kooky and kind of weird, but they're supposed to be this like really tight kind of family unit that really loves and cares for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought the... Um, the kind of the fighting between Morticia and Wednesday was kind of, I don't know. It just seemed kind of awkward. Sure. Considering what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. She seemed to really like her dad and, you know. Isn't that kind of the thing though with like teenage daughters is they start to rebel, rebel rebel and if they're going to rebel against one parent nine times out of ten it's going to be the mom well sure but i mean i'm just i'm just stating yeah no i get it um yeah i was i too was hoping for a little bit more like family time uh i mean the show is fucking called wednesday uh and and not like the adams family or you know some iteration of the the quote-unquote family uh, so, you know, right off the bat, it should be a big old hint that, um, you know, the main focus is going to be Wednesday, although we do get a, a peek inside. Once again, Pugsley <laughs> gets the shit end of the stick. He, he got like, well, like maybe three minutes of screen time total. Mm, maybe a little more than that, but yeah, not much. Five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Poor Pugsley. Maybe in uh, in season two, when and if that happens, yeah, we'll, we'll see him a little bit more. But um, yeah, I mean, as far as the casting goes, like for the family, I I didn't mind it. Uh, I thought, um, uh, what's her name, um, who plays Morticia, um, Catherine Zeta Jones. Thank you. Good job. Um, yeah, I thought she was good. Um, I I actually like uh, uh, Luis Guzman. 
Um, yeah. And uh, so I I didn't mind him, and I, I liked the you know going back to the true to form original you know shape and size of the characters with Morticia being tall and slender and Gomez being kind of fat it's uh I don't know kind of gives hope to the <laughs> to the not so great looking guys out there that they can land a land a fox like that but <laughs> you know um what about the rest of the casting for all the like the new characters like um I like, thought it was good like uh Eden e- Enid Enid yeah, Enid uh, there Enid um Gwendolyn Christie who we you know of course everyone knows her from Game of Thrones um and uh we have Ricky Lynn Lynnhorn Lynnholm sorry Ricky Lynnholm uh, she was one half of Garfunkel and Oates, that comedy uh, musical duo. Uh, she was Dr. Valkyrie Kimbots. Um, and uh, there was a there was quite a few like Christina Ricci. Yeah, there was her. Uh, but like there was uh, as far as the students go, it seemed like there was a lot of like not first time actors, but like actors that came off of like Disney and Nickelodeon shows and stuff like that, which makes sense. You know, it seems like that's how, well, it's nice that, you know, some of them anyway, actually look young. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. That's uh, I think that's, you know, the, the discussion of child acting is, you know, one that we're not really prepared to have right now. So all that aside, I, I think that's one thing we're trying to rectify and do better at with filmmaking uh, and showmaking, series you making nowadays. not uh, putting 30-year-olds in high school? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not trying to make it look like the first, uh, like the 2001 um, Spider-Man movie where <laughs> everyone looks like they're in their late 20s or 30s and they're supposed to be passed off as high school students. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, that was, uh, that was good that, you know, the, the kids were actually, they looked like kids. So, you know, for, for those of you that watch stuff like this and, uh, you know, it pulls you out of the movie or show for little details like that. Um, it's, that's definitely something that, uh, that, uh, that, that gets a, a mark in the wind column, um. But yeah, you did mention Christina Ricci. She's in it. She uh, she plays Miss Thornhill, who yes. turns out to be the bad guy. Uh, did you see that coming by chance? I actually kind of yeah. By by Spoiler. like the third or fourth episode, I I was like yeah, that's happening. Yeah, I. I should have seen it coming. Like, I, I, I kind of questioned it in the back of my mind, but I didn't really spend a whole... She was just too nice. And for her to be a normie, mm-hmm. it was just too much yeah. coincidence there. Yeah, I feel like we've read too many Harry Potter books <laughs> to be to, able to... To be trusting of the professors. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah, this should be this should follow in the... the Hogwarts legacy footsteps of they have to replace that the teacher for that 
the herbology <laughs> class. It's a cursed position. Yeah. Um, yeah, for every season, they, they need a, a new one, and that's going to be the bad guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that wouldn't sound like uh, or look like Harry Potter at all. Um, let's see. So... So what did you think of the uh, the the story, um, like in general? Because I, it, it might be my least favorite. Like I, I still like I don't want that to sound negative. Like I, I didn't mind it. I liked it, but I didn't think it was the strongest part of the series. I, of the I'm probably in the, um minority here but i liked it you did but i like a lot of crime shows Mm -hmm. and it's so like a whodunit yeah and so like putting all the pieces together and trying to figure out who knows what Mm -hmm. um you know was just kind of part of the fun for me um i will say i wish they had spent more time going into some of the students lives and what their lives are really like and like how are they like mistreated in society and like how do they go about passing as like normal yeah um Um, because like none of that's really touched on yeah uh that's that's a good point like for instance um uh bianca uh her character you know this the siren like we you know we kind of get the sense early on that she's you know, I don't, I don't know how to put this, like, a tortured soul. You know, she's she's got some, like, built-up resentment. And, you know, it's channeled, obviously, towards Wednesday. Uh, but Well, Wednesday comes in as her competition. Right, yeah. She's trying to be the most popular girl in school. But that's not, like, why she's tortured. Right. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, you know, it's it's due to this, this past, uh, th- this history... Of her family, and I guess this, uh, I don't know, kind of sounded like a cult, the way that she, she was describing it. Definitely a cult. Uh, and I don't uh, maybe they'll go into more detail uh, when they do season two. But that, That's kind of what I'm, I'm hoping, is that maybe Bianca and Wednesday will kind of team up a little bit and mm-hmm. maybe take down this kind of cult thing going on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I would have liked to to get uh, like you said I I would have liked them to weave in a little bit more uh, character backstory because um, I felt like they leaned pretty heavily into the who done it storyline or yeah. who is it storyline and uh, who the the big old bug eyed monster is and. You know, like I said, I I didn't mind the story. I, I thought it was fine. Um, you know, it wasn't anything earth shattering. You know, oh, it was the you know person you least expect. But you know, at the same time, I was just like, I felt like they kind of dragged it for a little longer than they should have. I will say, I th- I think that too that it it did drag out a little longer than it needed to. Um, but like I said, I I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of posts about people who did just absolutely did not like. Yeah. Um, but I, I really think they could have 
skipped some of the crime stuff and went into some of the side characters a little more, which, like I said, maybe they're saving that for later on. Yeah. Um, I really liked all of the uh, the vision sequences that Wednesday has. Like when she, you know, gets her random flashes uh, or visions or whatever that whatever they called it. Uh, especially the one uh, when she's... Is it when she visits the uh, like the pilgrim world or whatever and she whenever she has the vision of goody goody uh and you know uh, her getting locked in the the barn with all the other people that were perceived to be witches or warlocks or whatever um that was pretty fucking crazy um yeah i do have a comment like that hasn't even been mentioned yet is the best character in the entire series is thing and yeah thing is a uh a, a hero once again he's yeah. yeah like and he looked pretty awesome i thought mm-hmm. um but then this monster <laughs> looks like something i don't i just felt the cgi was like very weird and i don't know if they're trying to make it more palatable to younger audience maybe so it's not quite as scary but hmm. i just thought he was kind of silly looking and yeah not terrifying yeah no i uh, I, I mean he was like eating people but <laughs> yeah but uh i, I mean yeah there was there was some pretty uh, relatively graphic talk about people's like intestines uh, getting thrashed and people being disemboweled uh so there was you know that verbiage but there uh, like the gore was practically non-existence um you know when the the troll the the hide creature whenever it uh you know would attack like you didn't see much much blood i I mean i think there was some but um yeah i I think that's kind of what they were going for It, it definitely is uh you know it lines up with the whole young adults storyline feel to it and the whole like school thing that's something that we haven't really talked about like the whole yeah. uh, nevermore it feels like if hogwarts was founded by Edgar Allan poe <laughs> yeah a little bit a little bit which is cool like yay poe was and is like one of my favorite authors um i remember like doing a paper on him in college and um I was it was a lot of fun it was I think it was more of like a uh, uh, biographical thing um, but um, yeah it was uh, it was neat to uh, like I I appreciated I know that this this doesn't really bother you as much as it does me but I appreciated them filming on location like they actually shot in Romania uh, I'm not sure how much of the actual set was like real and what may have been green screen but i i gotta imagine that like they they built the the quad right um uh yeah i would think so i really don't know um it, yeah it it looked pretty real uh so one thing i thought was cool was that jenna ortega who like just fucking killed it in the wednesday role by the way like just her her decision to like not blink and <laughs> tim burton was like Oh, that is an excellent choice. 
<laughs> like, I think the, the only time she really blinks is when she's, I think, in danger, like in actual danger or she's hurt. Uh, but uh, Jenna Ortega apparently learned the cello for her role, which... Yeah, yeah, uh, which is interesting. I don't know if she was actually playing the songs or whatever that she was playing in the show, but if so, that's pretty talented. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I got to imagine that she was... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if they actually... You know, for music like that, it's usually recorded in a studio and then dubbed over, obviously, but... It could have been her, you know, um, playing in the studio. Who who knows? Um, I do know that the uh, the show was uh, scored by was it scored by Danny Elfman? I'm I'm pretty sure it was. I have no idea. Because uh, him and Tim Burton have a uh, a wild track record that dates back to like the 1700s. <laughs> They've been teaming up together for a long time. Um, apparently the, uh, the Romanian actor, uh, George Bercier, I, sorry, George, if I'm mispronouncing your last name, I most definitely am. Uh, he, at, uh, six foot six inches, he's actually the shortest actor to play Lurch, which I thought was kind of funny because six foot six is still pretty ridiculously tall. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that, um, What's his name? That's uh, the guy that's in all the Mike Flanagan movies, the really tall dude. He played Lurch in the two nineties, early 90s uh, Adams Family movies. Um, I know he's really tall. Um, but uh, one thing I thought was kind of fun was the weather vane, which the, you know, the coffee shop, the, the hipster mm-hmm. brew. Yes. Uh, that is actually... Uh, the Westfield High School um, Students Literary Magazine, where Charles Adams uh, first started working as an art editor and published his cartoons. So I thought that was kind of cool. Please silence all devices. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so we, we just talked about uh, Jenna learning the cello, but she also apparently took fencing, archery, canoeing, German, and boxing. Uh, so she went she went hard in the paint with her uh, with her you know pre- preparations for this role, uh, which I I respect. Um, you know, there's n- not really any reason to go method for you know really anything nowadays, but. Yeah, I I can definitely appreciate and respect the the dedication to to the character. Yeah. And learning some new skills. So Yeah. Um I did think it was kind of interesting that they kind of replaced the close knit family unit of the Adams family with some characters at school, like Enid and Eugene, mm-hmm. um, who were pretty loyal to Wednesday yeah. the entire time. Probably when she didn't really even deserve it. <laughs> no, that's that's actually something. Uh, that's a that's a good point, um, and we should talk about that for a few minutes. Um, I because uh, that's something I've I've been thinking about. Like, why would I mean? There is one point in time where Enid is like, you know what? I've I've really really tried with you, and I'm kind of done with it. I'm gonna go room with another student. For a yeah. while, 
Uh, but for the most part, like you said, Enid and uh, what, what's the bee, beekeeper? Uh, Eugene. Guys, Eugene. The, yeah, they are very loyal to to her. And I thought that was really interesting because she does like, you know, push them away because that's kind of her defense mechanism. And she doesn't really enjoy, you know. <laughs> anything? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, like anything that involves more than just her, you know. Yeah. In terms She's of people. kind of a solo activity. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that is that is pretty interesting. Um, I almost cried at the very end when she uh, she gives her a hug, like <laughs> like Wednesday actually gives her a hug. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, I felt like it was earned. Like you know, it, there was a moment in the show where I was like, I bet like the big thing at the end is like she's gonna like smile or hug someone, and it's gonna feel weird and forced. But like when it actually happened, I was like, oh, that's that's nice. (laughs) Like character growth that like makes sense, you know, in this, you know, format. Yeah. So. Um, So what did you think about Enid like wolfing out? uh, I thought that was fun. Uh, I I liked it a lot. I kind of saw it coming. uh, Well, yeah, I mean, we were pretty much waiting on it all season. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Uh, but especially when they were like, yeah, it's the blood red moon. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, now it's going to happen. <laughs> um, especially when she started getting attacked by uh, by Hyde or the Hyde. Yeah. I don't know if the article. It's the Hyde monster. The Hyde monster, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, I like the, the, I don't know, the dichotomy of this uh, you know, very colorful rainbow girl uh, who enjoys color, and then she's you know comes from a line of werewolves. I don't know. It's yeah. it's, it's just fun to me for some reason. Um, and I love like the the half and half aesthetic of their dorm room. Yeah, <laughs> with all the color on one side and just black on the other, and the the half and half window. You know, that looks yes. out. Yes, that was the, very good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I liked Enid a lot. She uh, she deserves a ton of praise and the actor uh, that, that played Enid. Um, Emma Myers. Um, she's She was excellent. Um, the, the one character, like, uh, Hunter Duhon, who played Tyler, the, you know, the main barista. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, I, I don't know. I kind of had a hard time getting into his character. Like he just seems way too angsty. Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of where the high school after school Disney special (laughs) kind of comes into play. Sure. Um, but yeah. I mean, I think anytime you get a drama centered around teens, you're going to get that character. Yeah. You know, his his mom died and him and his father don't get along. And plus, you know, he's like a monster. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, I did appreciate how they, you know, they kind of took their time with uh, telling the story of everything and how things are. Like, for instance, his uh, the the relationship between him and his dad and why they don't talk about their mom. Like, you know, that's they could have just dumped it all on the table with verbal exposition in the first episode or two. Uh, but they, you know, they slow played it and yeah, some of it, I think maybe they should have not have slow played it so much, yeah. but you know, like I said, it is what it is. And I still enjoyed it a lot. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I like, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what the next season brings. I, I really hope we get more of Bianca and more of Enid too. Yeah. I, I could definitely tell like when they first introduced her character, um, I mean, not to sound like I was trying to fit this show into a particular box, but, you know, they they do this with characters, the rinse and repeat kind of thing, um, where two characters start out as, you know, enemies or frenemies, and then realize that they have more in common than they originally thought. And then all of a sudden by the end of the movie or the end of the series or end of the season, I don't think that they're going to be like best friends or anything. I mean, maybe not, but I I, I think, but I think, um, they're going to kind of, uh, maybe have a little bit of a team up to, to take down some baddies is what I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. Uh, what did you think of the, uh, double snap, the, to as a the entrance to the what is it the night the the nightshade the nightshade uh, yeah headquarters or whatever yeah I thought it, it was, was it know. was it was pretty pretty cute I guess and I thought the riddle was pretty cute mm-hmm. um and it's pretty obvious that some people managed to make it into the club without figuring out the riddle <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um well, let's see. Uh, apparently the uh, Luis Guzman and uh, help me out with her name again Catherine Zeta-Jones they're the oldest so far to portray um, Morticia and Gomez which I thought was interesting because they're I mean, uh, Luis is 66, and I think Catherine is, what do you think? She's got to be in her, like, 50s, maybe? Uh-huh. Late 50s? Um, she still looks amazing, of course. Uh, but um, uh, one thing um, I, I thought was interesting, so uh, in Puritan or quote-unquote pilgrim society, Goody was actually not a name, but rather a form of address for an adult woman of lower class. Uh, Goodman would be the male equivalent. Um, so uh, even though they chose it as a name, uh, it was kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing. I, I thought that was pretty interesting um, to... Uh, to kind of go there with with her name hmm. it's fitting so yeah thought that was kind of uh kind of fun 
Oh, yeah. Uh, so apparently most, if not all, of uh, Christina Ricci's scenes were filmed uh, green screen style uh, with her acting against no one because uh, originally her role was, uh, or her character was supposed to go to Thora Birch, who she, um, I can't remember, she was in that ghost ghost planet ghost worlds whatever that uh, like i think it was late 90s early 2000s like mm-hmm. um goth uh movie um and then she was in american beauty um and she was originally supposed to play um christina ricci's character but uh, she had to bail like at uh, at some point in time for some family issues so they had to replace uh, Christina Ricci, uh, or replace her with Christina Ricci, and yeah, they had to <laughs> just kind of drop her in. Wow. So uh, I mean, I so I guess like if we, no wait, they replaced her with Gina Ortega. No, uh, uh, Christina Ricci was uh, she replaced oh. um, Thora Birch, who was supposed to originally oh. be that character, the, okay. the teacher. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like it was either you or I or maybe uh, me and Zach covered a movie not too long ago uh, where um, they had to do the same thing. And uh, yeah, they, uh, you know, you know, it happens uh, where, you know, stuff comes up and then they have to you know, do some computer finagling. Uh, but yeah. apparently if we were to go rewatch it uh, and, and pay attention to all her scenes, you know, they, they film it in a way where, uh, you know, you rarely see the two of them together. Hmm. Um, in, in one shot, it's always like a, you know, back and forth, you know, 180 shot. So gotcha. uh, I thought that was, you know, uh, well interesting i guess yeah so i looked it up Catherine zeta jones was born in 69 so okay. she's around what 52 sure something like that um yeah um i know you, you... she was born in 69 uh-huh so so yeah i guess <laughs> 69, 79, 89, 99, 2009, 2019. So that's 50 years. 53. 53. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're good at math. <laughs> that's us. Um, yeah. I do like the, uh, I, I meant to mention this whenever you were talking about thing, but the aesthetic choice of the, um, the, the stitches and stuff. Yeah, and the like the relationship that he forms with like Enid and um, and some of the other kids that that know of his existence. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, have you seen any of the behind the scenes photos of the actor who played? No, uh, the hands. Yeah, like it's basically the the actor is in a you know a blue morph suit except for his hand, which is you know all you know decorated with makeup and stuff but apparently both he and the actor who played thing in the the 290s films 
uh, were both magicians or are magicians. Huh. Uh, so it, that's kind of a, a cool thing where like, you know, magicians, you know, with slide, slide of, of hand, hand and, yeah. and, you know, they, they have to be good with, you know, like their, their hand movements, you know, very mesmerizing. So it's kind of a, 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 a very good spot on a, a casting choice to, to cast a magician for that role. So. Yeah. I do wish they had used a little more sign language, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, they did use some, right? A little bit, I think. Um, but mostly it seemed like he was kind of tapping a lot, doing like Morse code. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but... Um, Anyways, uh, do do you have any other any other thoughts? Uh, is is there anything that you can think of that we haven't covered yet? I know that, you know, we didn't really do uh, like a run through of the plot or anything. I don't think we need to. Nah. If people are gonna watch it, they're gonna watch it. These yeah. are just our thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really hope that they do a season two. I uh, hope that it gets picked up for season two. I'm kind of surprised that they haven't announced it yet because it. Oh yeah, this is worth mentioning. Um, it was announced, I think, yesterday that it beat Stranger Things for yeah. the most uh, hours watched show on uh, the premiere premiere week. Yeah, um, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that that's it, pretty insane. But I think it's because it does kind of appeal to a little bit younger audience. I mean, I guess Stranger Things does too, since it had kids in it. Yeah, I guess. But Stranger Things, to me, was pretty scary, especially this last season. Yeah, yeah, that, that is true. Um, yeah, I uh, when, when I was tossing around the old noggin, you know, like what, what could have attributed to that, that did come up, like the accessibility of it, that younger audiences and older audiences could get into it because, you know, the Adams Family's been around for... Generations. It's definitely a multi-generational thing where, you know, parents and kids and, and even grandparents can, you know, sit together and watch it. Plus, it came out on, you know, like Thanksgiving week, right? Yeah. So, that definitely... So, everyone was home, so... Yeah, so, yeah, uh, they, I, I feel like the stars kind of aligned and that probably helped it out quite a bit, but, you know, this, this was a big deal, especially, like, Tim Burton coming in to do this, like... You know, yeah. I know, you know, his his work for the last like 10 years or so has been, you know, if yeah, if he at best, uh, I, I think my last uh, the last movie he did that I really liked was Sweeney Todd. I think he did that one. Um, but other than that, like, I can't really think of the last one that he did where I was like, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> like, you know, we had the the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory yeah. Um, remake and um, uh, those few uh, Alice in Wonderland live action remakes and, and all that. And I, I don't think I ever saw any of those. Did you? Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, I know that Tim Burton didn't. He, he only he directed, I think, maybe four or five of the eight episodes. So I know he didn't do all of them, but yeah, uh, definitely a main showrunner. So, yeah. Um, anyways, you want to hop on over to our shit that doesn't suck and uh, put a pretty little bow on this episode? Um, sure. 
shit that doesn't suck. We did watch Guardians. Mm-hmm. We did the the uh, holiday the, special. Yeah, and I found it very humorous and <laughs> uh, and enjoyable. I mean, it obviously is meant to be a fun, jokey little episode. It wasn't supposed to be any major plot developments for Marvel or anything like that. <laughs> right. So, you know, I just hate it when people try to take this stuff so seriously. <laughs> And oh, it wasn't good, and blah blah. It, yeah, like, it, it was a Christmas up. episode, guys. Like, yeah. calm down. <laughs> yeah, like I, I hate it so much when people like try and hold everything that uh, uh, that comes out under the MCU title. Uh, they try and hold it up against like Endgame or Infinity War. Like, bro, it ain't gonna happen. Right. <laughs> like that is. A, a dangerous precedent that you are setting for yourself um, because that's not why they're making these films and shows is to, you know, go balls to the wall, you know, for, for every single one. Like, yeah, now that they, they have both shows and, or movies and shows, like they're going to do different stuff and, now that there's a lot out there, like you're not going to like everything. So it's, yeah. Um, I think we're just, we're, uh, people are going to have to come to terms with the fact that, you know, the, they're not going to like everything that gets put out nowadays Yeah, under the Marvel banner. Um, but yeah, uh, that's definitely a good pick. Um, I watched uh, a couple couple uh, fun things recently. Um, the new um, short, uh, couple part documentary. I think it might have been three or four episodes. Uh, Pepsi, where's my jet? It's on Netflix. It's about the uh, the kid uh, who ended up suing Pepsi. Uh, because they were uh, when Pepsi was running that uh, Pepsi points thing in the <laughs> uh, in the nineties, um, trying to get people to just buy more Pepsi, and you know you can collect the points uh, at the. Uh, <laughs> I like the uh, I like the cherry Pepsi or whatever. That's that's pretty much the only Pepsi product I like. But um, yeah, uh, he he sued Pepsi to get his jet because they advertised in the commercial that at the very end that with like seven, I think it was seven million points, uh, you could get a jet, and there was no fine print. There was there's nothing that says like, haha, we're just kidding. Um, and he lost. Like I thought that was such bullshit. Like that that he didn't get it. Um, and they even went to, went to lengths of talking to, um, like military personnel, like, Hey, just straight up. Is there any way that a civilian could own a, um, a a jet? I, I forget the exact model jet it was, but you know, it's, it's like military grade equipment. And they're like, technically yes, but you'd have to like strip 
all the, you know, the military parts off, like the ammunition and, you know, things that are exclusive to the military and, and whatnot. But yeah, like, but their like argument, Pepsi's argument was that like this kid like shows up on the, the front lawn of his high school like on a jet and he comes out and he's not wearing a helmet and they're like, clearly this is meant to be a joke. And this kid took it seriously. And it's like, well, you didn't put any fucking fine print in there. Or like, so did he actually collect 7 million points? And if so, how did he do that? Yeah. So they, um, the, the original plan was to try and drink enough Pepsi to, to gain that many points, but it was going to take them a really long time. Uh, and, a lot more money than they had to spend and they they were like running out of room to put the cans like they he added up like all the the square footage space that he would have to rent from you know storage places to store all these cans and stuff um so he ended up like he was at a, a store and he saw like a big display for the Pepsi points and they had catalogs there that you could leaf through and see what all you could get with your points. And at the end, it said uh, something in fine print about being able to buy points. And he decided to combine the points that he already earned by just buying Pepsi products. And he found a financial backer to throw in the rest and then their plan was to basically like create a a company where they would like give people jet rides and stuff, um, and so that's that was how they ended up uh, with the money was you know he had you know some money and some points already and then he had a financial backer and yeah it just ended up not working unfortunately damn the man right yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, well, that is disappointing. <laughs> it is. I, I really wanted that motherfucker to uh, to get that jet, but it kind of has a happy ending. Um, so yeah, definitely suggest that. And then I watched Pearl, which is the prequel to X, uh, the Ty West film that came out earlier this year. Actually, they both came out earlier this year. Um, and uh, that was very, very good, very disturbing. Uh, lots of people told me that it was disturbing, and uh, they weren't lying. Um, I give that one a solid four and a half stars. Very good. So yeah, I didn't watch that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's yeah. If you liked X, if you've seen that and you like that, then you'll probably like this. Um, Lindsay, I know you're definitely into the 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 horror and suspense that has a storyline i i tend to enjoy that more i don't like slasher fix and i read that it was supposedly like a slasher fix and so i did not stay down and watch it with you yeah it's i don't know i feel like slasher is such a broad term like if i was going to label this like i guess it could be slasher but I don't know, like, when I think of Slasher, I think of, you know, Jason and Freddy and Michael Myers, you know, shit like that. Um, I feel like this is, I don't know, this is this is yet another entry into the, the new and upcoming subgenre of quote-unquote elevated horror, where, you know, it's, instead of it being a, a schlocky, terrible but great b horror film 
um, you know, like <laughs> like all the stuff from the 70s and 80s where they were just making shit and having fun. Like, this is horror movies. These are horror movies that could win awards. So. Okay. Um, well, I may give it a shot sometime. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think that's it. Lindsay, you got anything else? Nope, I'm good. Word. Uh, listeners, like always, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave us a rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon if you are willing to throw us a couple bucks a month. Um, you get all kinds of cool, neat perks. You get invited to our private group chat where we talk about upcoming episodes and um, get discounts on swag that we have to offer and all the good stuff um but yeah uh, as always be kind stay geeky and eat lots of cheesecake bye bye